Hey guys, did you know that an average sized tree produces enough oxygen in one year to keep a family of four breathing? Yet, every 1.2 second, we are destroying an area of forest equivalent to the size of a football field. Now, most of us belong to the group that wants to contribute to the betterment of our planet. So we keep doing stuff like switching off the light when not using them or using lesser plastics or carpooling, etc. But what about people who have dedicated their entire lives, entire careers into this topic? How do they live? What do they do? How fulfilling is their life? And what all is possible if you want to get into this area? Well, let's get to know all of these and many more facts about being an environmentalist in today's episode of People's Stories. Hello, people. Welcome to People's Stories. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Priyanka Oja, and I hope you enjoy the session. Today we have a very, very interesting person in studio with us. Um, I have my college time friend uh, Durgesh Agrahari in the studio with us. Hi Durgesh. Hi Priyanka. Thank you so much for joining Durgesh. Um, it, it has been a pleasure to connect with you. And just before you start with your own introduction, I just want to give a small background about you. So Durgesh is working as a head of programs and partnerships at an organization called Say Trees that specifically works for rejuvenating trees, lakes, basically working for nature. And I have to add this thing that he had a full-blown corporate job. So he left his job to with an aim to basically save Earth. And he is very, very passionate about what he is doing right now. So now the stage is all yours, Urgesh. Introduce yourself and let us know something about you. Uh, thank you, Priyanka. This is... Uh... I think a, a great moment for me to be speaking with a friend over a podcast and uh, a bit about myself, as you rightly said, I did uh, dump my corporate job uh, to be able to work on something which is more challenging and uh, safeties happened by chance uh, because I was looking for something which is, uh, you know, which, which takes real passion to, to do something and, and bring some sort of change in the society. And the uh, environment sector happened by chance. So since 2015, April, I have been working full-time with Saferies. And I joined Saferies as the first employee. And uh, incidentally, Saferies was also fi- uh, found by uh, by an engineer. His name is Kapil Sharma. And not the Indian comedian. Uh, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's an engineer who works with a corporate and he... Uh, his passion is uh, environment and which is why he started Saferies back in 2007. So I joined him almost after seven years, uh, you know, after he found this NGO. So it has been a uh, pretty much an exciting journey so far. A lot of challenges, a lot of hiccups, but very, very memorable moments uh, when it comes to the kind of work that they've been doing so far in last, say, over a decade. It's been almost 12, uh, 12 years now. 
that's that's really interesting to know durgesh that um i i'm sure it would have taken a lot of courage for you to finally take this decision and i'm going to go get to that part of your journey as well but before that i want to i want our audience to know a little more about you like you as a person so where are you from uh, born and brought up you know what all languages do you speak anything that you want to share your hobbies <laughs> <laughs> all right um Okay so uh, let's begin with where I come from I come from a small village in uh, Uttar Pradesh in India and uh, I started staying away from my family since I was in standard 5 I guess yeah and I started yeah I started living in hostels and boarding schools and, uh, and I think 3 years 3 years after I joined this boarding school I I left that boarding school and I started living on my uh, on my own of course financially supported by the uh, by the family uh, but then that did, did give me a sense of uh, you know this saying this uh, people say that freedom gives you a sense of responsibility and and i think since then i i, I never meandered through uh, the so called the wrong ways as the society puts it uh, and i think since then uh, there was something in uh, you know inside me that that wanted to do something different but uh, because as i said i come from a very very rural setting uh, none of my parents nobody in my family had i uh, studied beyond uh, class 12 you know so there was no one at home to guide me what to study how to study so i was following my friends and which is why i studied engineering because a lot of my friends were actually taking up that as a you know for <laughs> uh, the undergrad course so so i got into engineering and i realized that's not my cup of cake and and immediately i i did my banking diploma and and i got a job as a uh, as a deputy manager at a bank in india and then again realized that this is not my cup of tea because uh, it was a 9 to 6 job pretty much hectic uh wasn't getting to learn a lot of things so i thought let let me leave this job and try to find out something which excites me and which keeps me motivated throughout the day irrespective of the fact that it's a weekend or a weekday Uh, and which is why i i spoke with one of our uh, in fact we have a mutual uh, senior uh, suman parmar and uh, and incidentally he has been my school senior as well uh, so he connected me with this uh, ngo called saitries and that's how journey began coming back to hobbies i think i don't really have uh, any specific hobby as such i do ride uh, uh, bikes i love uh, riding motorbikes i think you had uh, something to ride the bike this uh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> so i uh, i i i i met my uh, biker gang today after a long time and we did go for a morning breakfast ride and i think i spent almost half of the day yeah yeah so it's a pretty good ride in the morning so that that uh, that's one one of the hobbies i have i do love to read books but very specific to uh, climate change environment and uh, uh, you know other uh, books on uh, different kind of social issues mm-hmm. that gives me perspective into the development sector the so called development sector and being a development professional makes a lot of sense so that sort of big, has become a hobby now uh, although i do not read a lot of books even now but yes i keep a book and then i f- try to finish it in a month or so uh, that's the speed i read at <laughs> i think that's a good enough speed i mean considering yeah, I how much activities you perform absolutely. in a day <laughs> right 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 See I think that's pretty much about me there nothing too exciting other than the fact that I uh, I I love working in the sector <laughs> I want to know how is the 
how was the 15-ish Durgesh? Like, what was his schedule? What did he used to do every day? <laughs> so, uh, I think when I was 15, I must be in class 10th, I believe. And I was a geek. Yes. Uh, and I said, right, I, I started living alone when I was in uh, class 8. Uh, so, I would wake up in the morning, prepare my breakfast. I did have a, a, a domestic help to uh, cook food for me. But at time, especially uh, the dinner. So my my breakfast would be prepared by myself and I'll go to school without lunch, have something at the canteen. That has been my routine for almost five years, eight to twelve. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't really have a lot of time uh, at my hand because, as I said, I come from a village, so I didn't really know how to speak English. I didn't, I, I could not comprehend uh, those books because th- those were, all of them were uh, uh, in, in proper English. So I did, uh, I had to uh, take tuitions for, for my literature class, English literature class. And uh, so pretty much I spent all of my time in studying. I would invite my friends over at my place because as I said, I uh, I was living alone. So friends also get, uh, you know, used to get a lot of free time away from the parents to have some fun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so so that has been the routine. I used to participate, uh, participate in a lot of Olympiads and competitions. Uh, so yeah, that has been the routine. Other than I think, other than studying and meeting friends, and I I I, I didn't play any out, outdoor sports. I didn't read books back then, other than the uh, course books. So yeah, uh, a lot of work gone into uh, my studies because I was pretty weak uh, in understanding. You had to sort of buckle up, right? You had to come to the same level. A lot, a lot, a lot. But then yeah, th- then I got the result as well. <laughs> so how was I your got, result? I, I got the. Uh, Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, I have. Uh, I do proudly say this that I secured more than ninety percent in class ten and class twelve IAC board. So I was <laughs> yeah, happy. I mean that would have taken a lot of effort. I, I'm, I'm sure I can imagine. It did. It did. It did. Yeah. So, uh, what was your biggest fear at that time? Oh, public speaking, and also speaking with strangers. I think that has gone now, uh, partly because of my engineering uh, uh, experience. Uh, while I was studying at the college and uh, a lot to do with uh, what I'm doing now because uh, most of my work involves uh, interaction with the public, with the government officials, with our volunteers, with corporates, etc., you know, with our NGO partners. So I think that did improve my personality a lot and that the biggest fear of speaking to public, speaking with people and uh, speaking on the stage or in front of people, I think that has gone now. To, serve, to a large extent. Um, so, Dirgesh, uh, one thing that's coming to my mind now is with regards to your professional life. So, you said that you had like, a, you were working as a deputy manager in one of the banks in India after your graduation. And of course, that would have been, much, I mean, that would have been at least financially stable, you know. Uh, and then you ventured into something which was like really new. Um, I'm, I'm sure you would be a little uncertain about things. So, how did that entire thing happen? Like, how, how did you decide? So, uh, two things. One, I knew I wanted to quit the bank uh, and I had my reasons. Uh, the biggest reason was that it, I didn't really want uh, a 9 to 6, 9 to 5 uh, routine job. And uh, and and second thing was that uh, I did not talk to uh, a lot of people while, uh, you know, exploring other uh, options after quitting the bank. So, and I spoke with the, uh, one of my family members. I spoke with my dad. I told my mom that I'm quitting the bank. And 
I want to get into uh, uh, get into social uh, work while working with an NGO. And they have given me liberty since I was a kid, you know, because as I said, right, I was living in boarding school, then I was living uh, alone for my, uh, you know, class 10, class 12. So that sort of gave them also confidence basis my uh, results in class 10 and 12 that whatever I would decide would be good. So you were basically and, uh, headstrong and you you were like... Yes, that I was there. And I think that partly comes from the fact that uh, I do have a, a pretty much stable financial background when it comes to the family, uh, uh, you know, the scenes. Uh, that that did give me a liberty to actually jumpstart and quit a job, get into a sector which is so uncertain. And I was an alien to that sector. I did, I, I did know that there are a lot of... Uh, NGOs working in different sectors, uh, but I never knew what kind of pay scale I would be getting, what kind of uh, you know work uh, goes into uh, running an NGO, and then you are joining an NGO which is hiring its first employee, and you are you are being the first employee. Right, there's a lot of risk factors, but then I realized that at at the age of 23, 24, you don't really have a lot of things to lose, and I was starting uh, my career because I spent hardly uh, one year into the bank. Uh, banking job so I, I didn't really have a lot of uh, baggage to uh, uh, to consider or, or a liability to consider so I think yeah that that helped me take this decision quickly and I realized that even if I fail I will have other options to to work on so I, I, I didn't think much about it so yes I, I, I was pretty much clear on that <laughs> bit so as I say you basically uh, you stumbled upon something uh, and then now you really like it so uh, how i see what kind absolutely, of work has yes. gone into that that's absolutely that's how it worked with me and uh, and there's another thing about my talk about my personality there's one thing that i i really hate is to wait and do nothing and which is why right after finishing my engineering i did the uh, banking diploma and i realized it's not working for me i quit and you know joined something else and here i am yeah. it's continuing since then yeah. Okay. So, Nirgesh, uh, a little more about your work, a daily work day. How does it look like? Oh, it's 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 chaotic and it's uh, a lot unplanned. And uh, so, my day usually starts like I think for past few weeks, I have started waking up in the morning. I wake up at around five thirty six, and uh, yeah, I take my morning coffee. I pick pick up a book. As I said, I'm trying to develop that. Uh, habit of regular reading and so I read my book and then I spend about one hour or one hour 15 minutes on reading a book I, I'll, I'll set a deadline for finishing a chapter or two depending on the size of the uh, chapter and uh, then I get on my job I'll have morning meetings with my with my colleagues and sometimes with the corporates and and every day is a unique day for me because at times I might have to go out and meet government officials too you know, to talk about our projects, to get permissions for land, to where we could plant saplings, and attending to a couple of inquiry emails, emails that I have to attend to. And yeah, I mean, th that's how it works. And I think my, my day gets hectic after four o'clock because I prefer working uh, post noon and then I work till uh, midnight. And yeah, so, so that's how it goes. And most of my time is now uh, usually spent on field because that's that's the job that's the real job we don't really sit in office most of the time so isn't it hectic for you like you start your day at five in the morning five thirty in the morning and you end at 12 in the night so i think that has been the habit since my engineering days uh, i won't lie on that i think all of us know who have stayed in uh, you know 
undergrad hostels they know they, they hardly <laughs> sleep for 4 to 5 hours so i think i haven't changed that habitat it's bad but yeah i think it's fine i mean yeah of course if you are comfortable with it then nothing is bad you know correct <laughs> so it's not hectic because uh, uh, as you rightly said right i have been into this uh, this space for almost uh, more than 5 years now and i think this is something that i love so mm-hmm. when you love something and you work on it uh, it becomes your profession you don't really uh, feel whether your schedule is hectic because you have deadlines you have milestones to achieve and then the larger picture of the impact of the work that you do that that sort of motivates and drives us all of us that say please in fact not just me yeah mm-hmm. was there a ever a time in your life when you were sort of fighting with yourself like some something that was not right something which was not inclining between your head and heart uh not really i mean i as i said i don't really think much so on that bit i think i professionally i have never encountered that kind of situation personally yes of course all of us have uh, we do go through a lot of ups and downs and then ups and downs and then you are up and you are flying <laughs> right so i think we do have those uh, you know those kind of circumstances where you are demotivated where you not want to work and that's when i take i take at least 2 to 3 weeks of break i set out uh, head out on my bike for you know thousands and thousands of kilometers of journey last journey i took the longest journey was uh, in 2018 january uh, with my uh, biker group uh, we went to gujarat from bangalore we covered a distance of over 6500 kilometers wow on a motorbike <laughs> and how uh, how was it experience so, it's amazing amazing uh yes i i get to learn a lot of things because as you drive through and or you ride through uh, different states different cities different villages you get to meet a lot of people yeah right and you interact and you learn a lot of things that you might otherwise not know if you don't travel so traveling is one thing that i do when i'm troubled internally mm-hmm. okay so that is your basically um how do you call it escape to the normal escape to the routine yes, right yes that yeah that's my escape route okay that's uh, that's good to hear so um would okay so now for example if you have to um advise something to um to yourself when you were in in college or before that you know considering how you are doing right now what would that advice be if you have to let yourself know something about how you're dealing yourself with two things uh i have already thought about all of this a lot of times <laughs> uh given a chance if i can go back to my class uh 12th again and uh, make a decision about my post uh, you know uh, under uh, undergrad education i would have taken up uh geography as my subject because i love geography when i was in class 8 9 10 uh, largely because of my teacher uh, a great instructor the way she taught was amazing and things that she taught back then i can still relate with my profession also mm-hmm. so that's one thing that i would definitely love to change uh because that probably would have saved a lot of time i would have done something with respect to climate change probably in a different aspect not uh, uh, exactly what i'm doing at the moment mm-hmm. but maybe uh, in a better way yeah mm-hmm. so that's one thing i think that's the only thing that i would want to change okay like you would want to get into this yeah. path earlier Yes, absolutely, absolutely. 
I remember when when we were in school, uh, we had we this the subject was introduced called environmental science. EVS and we had to like I think mine was the first batch that gave uh, that took this exam as well but what I personally feel is instead of just having like a subject on environmental science it's more important that kids are brought to the ground you know you have to see things you have to experience them to be able to really you know acknowledge it and put it into your life correct I mean field trips are extremely important you get to see things firsthand you know field trips or uh, videos documentaries uh, if kids are exposed to these kind of this kind this this way of uh, teaching uh, they will better learn instead of just reading books you know while we were reading books even in the environment education book i, I have also studied uh, this similar kind of books well uh, in class 8 9 10 i think that was mandated by the uh, yeah. by the minister of education right yes. that's why it was brought in uh, but then when when you re- read those things you do not really understand how things are changing around us yeah exactly i mean you have this kind of understanding that okay things are changing but it's not happening it's not happening near me it's happening somewhere far away exactly so yeah and you also don't understand the impacts like for example you would understand that because of extreme precipitation you might get to see floods now how floods affect you know why this extreme precipitation is happening is something that was not touched upon back then right yeah totally get it yeah like remember we were taught not to you know uh, uh, switch on lights if you're not in the room or you close your taps whenever you uh, if you think the tap is leaking get that fixed etc and a couple of other things like not wasting paper these things but if those things can be explained with in context with uh, climate change slowly while we were uh, we are kids i think that will have a huge impact uh, on 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 how we think about climate change and how we see climate change yeah but i also i i mean i personally also feel that environmental studies or this you know that this area has to be brought up in um, further education as well like you should have higher degrees in this area not just ngos working on environmental change but you know corporates working on environment change government ministries working on environment change and really working on it you know not just talking about it and trying to uh, no, save fact, money are, in fact <laughs> absolutely i mean there are a lot of courses now uh, and i'm sure these courses were earlier as well while well, we were actually growing up but we we didn't know about this probably we didn't have people who could actually tell us there was less uh, that awareness is available absolutely absolutely so i think more to do with the awareness and the kind of courses we have and i think that that has a lot to do with the school that you go to if your schools your teachers start teaching you or telling you the kind of prospects you have after studying certain course or the kind of degrees or, or, or the careers that are available now things are pretty easy because you have better internet access kids can actually explore and uh, you know learn about things that are available out in the market while i was growing up i didn't really know that there is any specialization in environment as i said right i would have taken up geography as a subject or i would have taken up uh, environment engineering instead of electronics engineering i didn't know and i think my bad because in 2008-9, we did have a bit of internet. I could have done that job, but yes. But uh, I mean, I, honestly, honestly speaking, Durgesh, so, I don't think it was it, it was something that you did not do right. It's also about how we are brought up, right? So, if you... Exactly, if the only that's thing what I'm you, saying. 
upbringing makes a lot of sense uh, a lot of difference on how you perceive your career to be right if if everybody is only talking about becoming an engineer or a doctor then why would you think about exactly. doing a masters or a bachelors in environmental or geography or history for exactly. that matter oh yes yes and 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 coming back to your uh, you know question about uh, whether the corporates are working or the governments are working they do i mean i think uh, the united nations environment program has been uh, taking up the uh, issue of climate change since 1980s and i think even before that as i said again uh, the problem is largely with the awareness and the way things are uh, you know told to people i think a lot of blame also goes into uh, goes to our minister of education because they did not uh, bring up these topics early on in our lives uh, a lot of responsibility also lies with the news channels that we usually watch now of course they have started talking about it because of uh, a lot of international uh, movements a lot of uh, campaigns uh, you know and, and and a lot of international conferences that are organized by the united nations so media has started picking it up a lot now but the kind of attention that this whole subject of climate change should get is still not getting its uh, due recognition and uh, yeah yeah so that that's a big gap there yeah um so i mean i i know this thing for a fact that for example there's also a quotation right charity begins at home so i know that a lot of organizations are working on on this thing and you are specifically dedicating your entire career for example but let's say you have to give an advice to people to do something at their own level and and it's not about people who are directly involved into it but people like me for example who is not really involved but wants to do something but i don't know i i mean i don't know how can i contribute apart from let's say planting a few trees in my house or using less paper or you know switching off the electricity when i'm not using it what would you advise what can you how can we add things so one of my friends uh came across who who was actually he is a professor uh, professor in india at one of the leading universities and is a professor of sustainability so he came across a video called the story of stuff the story of stuff talks about how things that we use come to us ah yeah right i've seen homes. one of those videos yes right i think that's my only advice i mean i'm not too big to give uh, give an advice to people i'm still learning Uh, every day but i think that's one video that all of us must watch uh, and if you feel for uh, uh, feel for making some impact uh, on the planet now i'm not talking about making an impact around you but in a la- uh, larger context uh, all of us should watch uh, that video and then make our uh, daily choices so for example the kind of food we eat the kind of clothes we wear or the gadgets that we use how do they come to us and Right. I mean that's a, a, a phone. For example, a phone has uh, things that you would not even have imagined. It, it it uses sand. Silica is used in this. Yes. Right. Yeah. Now, where does this come from? From the ocean and from uh, from uh, from your rivers. Right. right? Who does? Uh, and, and there are a lot of other uh, minerals and materials and metals that are used in the phone. And if you watch that video, you get to understand that how. uh kids are engaged as laborers right as i said it could be cosmetics could be your medicine could be your water could be the milk that we drink the food we eat the uh, the things that we use in our daily lives uh if you look through that lens probably that might motivate all of us 
to take some steps which can reduce our individual footprints, uh, carbon footprints on the, uh, yeah, and, and, and that way I think we can uh, slowly contribute to, yeah. to the improvement of the situation that we are currently living in and making conscious choice is our, uh, is something that, that totally in our control. Right, of course, yeah. Yeah. And um, also, Durgesh, because now you are, let's say, comparatively closer to nature than most of us. Do you have any kind of advice, like life advice, that, that you have basically learned because of this experience of yours? Oh, I mean, I haven't worked so much, but there's one thing that uh, that motivates me is is a tree. A tree, a tree doesn't grow for itself. You know, uh, if you look at the benefits of trees, uh, we planted a couple of trees along the roadside in, in this place called HSR layout in Bangalore. And today when I go that side, I would see a lot of vendors uh, with their cart standing underneath those trees. Somebody planted and I did not plant those trees. Satries did not plant those trees. Volunteers came out, we just facilitated it. Yeah. Okay. And, and now, they, uh, and then, and then the local citizens took care of it. Those, I think, some fifty odd saplings are hale and hearty. They are tall. They are more than forty feet high. Wow. They give good shade. Some of them give fruits. Some of them have flowers, which sort of create habitat for birds, butterflies, insects, etc. Right. So uh, while it's easy to say that to live a life where uh, you can do a lot of good for the society for people without thinking about yourself without thinking of any return out of uh, the work that you do. I think that's one thing that trees always, uh, always uh, sort of teach us. And, 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 and tree is never arrogant. You know, it keeps growing slowly, keeps uh, doing a lot of good to the environment, to the people, to the, uh, uh, to the society around it. I think that's one, one takeaway from being uh, close to nature. I think that's what I feel. Yeah. And by the way, uh, yesterday I watched a movie which is called, um, the name is The Space Between Us. And the concept is basically that there is a person who was born on Mars. Um, so from somebody went from in, uh, from Earth to Mars. And in that process, she was pregnant. She gave birth on Mars. And now this kid has come back to Earth. And because of the gravitational differences and all of that, the child is not able to, you know, take up the pressure that Earth's gravity has and his bones are brittle and all of that. So when he comes to Earth and he looks at it from that perspective, he sees things that are so beautiful, like a, a blue sky, so many trees, so much of water, so many colors. And he's like, why do people want to go to Mars? Why do you not want to like save your own planet? <laughs> and and that was a question that hit so hard that why are we not thinking about saving our own planet and going to some other planet and again, you know, depleting resources from somewhere else? Absolutely. I mean, uh, human mind is so complex, and and I think all of us uh, who work who who are working in the sector, uh, and we have been saying this that there is just one planet. There is no planet B. Why do we want to invest trillions of dollars exploring life on on a different planet? I mean, that kind of that kind of money can be utilized to sort of reinvent the uh, planet Earth as we know it. I mean, it, it would take a lot of effort and, and a lot of creating awareness that people really start, you know, being being careful about what they are doing and 
changing things. I mean, there's so much of consumerism, for example, we just cannot do like every single day I go to grocery, I buy things which are which are plastic covered or, you know, for example, frozen food. I mean, even if I do not want to buy lifestyle would not allow me, I don't have so much time to cut vegetables every day and to make food on my own, right? So... I mean, there is there is a little there there is only so much that you can do to it. But then, of course, uh, if you have absolutely more... so even 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 that bit of uh, you know taking extra time to do something uh, which is beneficial for the environment is going to make a lot of change. Like somebody said, I'm just using one plastic straw. Said seven billion people. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's true. Okay, so now I have a very small round of um, rapid fire questions. So it's like you have to choose one word that comes instantly to your mind. You don't have to think about it, okay? Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Okay. City? It's yeah, changed now. I used, to, I used to drink a lot of tea back then, but I've, started, I've switched to uh, black coffee. So yeah, coffee. Okay. Um, city or village? A village. Okay, <laughs> that was like very, very clear. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I'm pretty much sorted on that. But probably <laughs> after 45, uh, I would be moving back to some village. Really? Okay. <laughs> that would be interesting. I can't live in a city. Yeah. C- city life is too chaotic. <laughs> uh, music or book? Music. Okay, and... Kavali's, uh, Gazal's, Sufi music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, Those are my favorites. A disco party or a house party? House party any day. It <laughs> saves a lot of money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And lastly, a call with a friend or a movie? A call with a friend. <laughs> I don't usually watch a lot of movies. I uh, assume so. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I watch a lot of uh, videos related to uh, probably the music, the kind of music that I love. And the second kind of videos that I watch is documentaries. Could be anything. Uh, but yes, I, 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 I can't watch movies uh, sitting alone. I can't do that. I can't sit for two hours, three hours and then watch a movie. It's very difficult. I mean, I also could not do this earlier, but now and sometimes I do it. Sometimes I just sit and watch a movie. I like it. <laughs> so Durgesh, if somebody wants to, let's say, contribute to Say Trees, uh, how can they do that? What, how, what all can they do? There are two ways to do that. <laughs> One, as we discussed a while ago, take some step that can reduce stress on the planet. It's because Satries is, I don't, uh, you know, uh, limiting Satries to an organization would uh, demean the kind of work that we are doing. I would uh, rather say contribute to the larger cause of uh, climate change. Do something that can have good impact. And if you want to contribute, there are Many, many ways to do that. You can check our website, saytrees.org, and uh, you will find options to volunteer with Saytrees, not only on the field, but you can volunteer through your skills. For example, you, you could be a graphic designer, uh, you could be a good speaker, you could be a good writer, you could be a good storyteller. All of that can actually contribute, uh, can help Saytrees, uh, you know, amplify its impact and the, uh, the cause. And, if there are people who want to uh, contribute monetarily, they can go to our website on the donate section. You can always make donations and we use that money to plan trees. 
Yes. Thank you so much for this information. I think it's useful. I think it was very, very uh, constructive discussion with you, Durgesh. I really loved talking about things which we think about a lot, but generally do not, um, you know, uh, talk about or you do not spend so much time on. Yes, I wish all the very best to you, Durgesh. And of course, I wish you all the um, success with your initiative, with your work. Thank you, Priyanka. And I wish you all the best to you too for your new initiative of you know, sort of talking to a lot of people, talking about their journey, what drives them, what motivates them, and their, especially the, I think the most important part is the lesson that they give, right? Yeah, I think that's quite exciting to see. Yeah, thank you, Priyanka. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning into this podcast, People's Stories. If you are aware of somebody who has inspired you and would want me to share their stories with all of you guys, then please feel free to connect with me. My name is Priyanka Ota and you can find me by the same name on LinkedIn. On Instagram, my account name is People's Stories Pod. I'm going to come with another exciting episode, so stay tuned and stay happy, stay healthy.